0: Happy Friday! Happy St. Patrick's Day! Sean Callahan here with Husker Online headlines with Steve Sipple. I'm wearing my green. I do got green. on Steve Sipple, where's your green? I got green right here. Check it out. Oh, okay. That 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 looks like a shirt from Mexico.
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> it was a gift. Hey, um, there's green on there, so I'm celebrating like with you. Not as much as you. You're obviously you're Irish. I'm not.
0: I grew up in the Irish sector of Omaha, so. Mm-hmm. We yeah. uh, we celebrated St. Patrick's Day. I made my own corned beef and cabbage. Have you ever made corned beef and cabbage?
1: No, Sean. I don't make You macaroni. don't anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. um, I uh I, I like corn beef corned beef and cabbage. My mom made it. It wasn't even it wasn't even Saint Patrick's Day stuff. We just ate it.
0: It's the easiest thing in the world to make. You just put it in a slow cooker if you want, eight hours high, boom, done. Oh really? Yeah. I mean we made I think ours. You can buy it at high V too. Yeah, I bought it at Fairway. Yeah. worth of meat at fairway got you a, a one cent six pack of Guinness. Okay. Anyway, let's, let's get back on track. All right. Yeah. Every $25 of meat you bought at fairway. When I went in there this week, you got a six pack of Guinness for a penny.
1: God, that's a, that's that's a good that's excellent.
0: Yeah, so I got three six packs of Guinness in my fridge. I got to figure out what to do with well, now, but you can take um, care of that tonight. Let's yeah, it's it's St. Patty's weekend. Let, I'm sure we'll have plenty of opportunities to go through those. But let's get to the show. Uh, we're gonna go through five different headlines like we always do. Mm-hmm. Um, and spring practice, we'll be at it bright and early Monday morning. Headline number one: Let's talk offensive storylines. And by the way, how about the early practice times? Like that's the one thing I've noticed with Matt rule right away is they start things about an hour earlier on the field, probably than what frost's teams did How about that. I mean, we didn't, we wondered if they would still have
1: early practices and they did now they're going to end at eight o'clock on Monday. Remember Frost's first practice.
0: I think it ended at eight o'clock on a Monday. I reading that schedule, I think there must be some class issues with the Monday, Wednesday, Fridays where they have to go that way. Okay. Because kids probably have to get to an 8 30 or 9 30 class. The Monday, Wednesday, Fridays are 8 30, 9 30, 10 30, 11 30, 12 30. early starts. I love it. I I yeah, it's I don't know
1: band. what's most beneficial to a football program. There's pros and cons.
0: I think there's a lot of pros in getting everybody up and going i was I always surprised i mean the the frost setup they would push it late i mean like it'd be dang near noon they i'm like would. and you'd you'd kind of ask yourself when do they get to go to class right and so that's the one difference i've noticed right off this this schedule is it's mornings uh but they're done by 10 um we're under frost it was probably about 11 when they when they'd get done with practice
1: yeah nebraska seems like a place where they go to class too <laughs>
0: <laughs> you hope yeah yeah they i think they do well if you miss now if you you missed any classes on those teams they had this winter i mean your Mm -hmm. entire team had to run yeah they They, go to class here so they've got a pretty good accountability system but let's talk offensive storylines uh spring practice here opening headline obviously quarterback we won't really see much if any of casey thompson but i I think the jeff sims angle Mm, yeah um you know, what does he look like in yeah. his first week at Nebraska? Is that the thing that interests you most on offense? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, I mean, there's a Billy Kemp angle. I'm interested to watch him. I want to see Xavier Betts. What a year there's off. It's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of good angles. There are. Sims is arguably number
1: one. It'd be much better if it was a court, if, if, if Casey were, if were Casey involved. and him were at it and, oh, it, and it was a freaking just
0: on. war every day.
1: Yeah. Well, I wonder if Chuba says, hey, wait a second. Sean Callahan, it could be a war every day with me.
0: Chubba, well, what about Heinrich Harburg? Yeah, Heinrich, too. What about Richard Torres? I hope they, I hope that's the reaction. What about, um, what Logan Smothers? Yeah, I
1: mean, I hope that's the reaction is there is going to be a quarterback battle. You guys just don't know it. That's what I hope those guys are like. Um, Chubba's cleared, he's ready to go. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not in that camp of just. I don't think anybody's – is anybody in the camp just handing the job to Sims?
0: No, and I want to see, like, what is Sims' level of want to – what is his level of focus? Mm-hmm. What is his level to get this football team yeah. to play with him? Yeah, we don't know anything about Cause it. Because I will say, I mean, Casey, when he got here, I do think at the beginning it was a little rocky. But he, he earned the respect of his teammates mm-hmm. as the year went on. But – at the very, very beginning, I wouldn't say it was all wine and roses with Casey Thompson in the locker room, but I, I think by the, the way he played on the field, he quickly earned a lot of respect.
1: Yeah. Now, you're right. I think you're right about that as a good assessment. I shouldn't say we don't know anything about Jeff Sims. We do know. We know what he did at Georgia Tech, um, and it was fine. He, he, we, he you know, had some injuries. You, want, you, you look at that, but he's – man, Sean – 6'4, six, four. Six, four, 220, and can run. I mean, he's a serious runner and he's a good runner. I mean, I, and I don't just mean he's fast, he knows how to run a football and he, know, he can throw it downfield. Uh, I mean, rules mentioned the NFL uh, in regard to Sims. They have a lot of regard for him. And, and so when I say Sean, when I say
0: we don't know anything about him, I mean the intangibles mainly. He's got uh, – Is he ready for this? His style is like a Lamar Jackson style. Yeah. Like that's how he plays. I'm not saying he's Lamar Jackson. That's his style. He can throw and run at a high level. He'll find
1: here that the, the expectations are – there's a world of difference between playing football at Georgia Tech and playing football at the University of Nebraska. Now, intangibles, is he ready for that? Is he, can he handle this place, you know? um that that um casey can casey handles it casey handles it really well as a matter of fact um so yeah that but i guess sean those other guys Chuba, heinrich Harburg, richard torres logan God, we always forget logan he's fine he's gonna, he there's four
0: him. guys that have started yeah. power five games in that room how about this though two of these guys sims and thompson have 20 plus power five stars. Yeah, they're, they're, how, they're how many teams in America have two quarterbacks on the roster with 20 plus power five stars? Not a lot. Nebraska is blessed. I mean, they are, they are blessed to have that. I don't
1: think it's talked about enough that Nebraska has two grown men. They're going to be vying for that job. Casey's 24 years old. I mean, he can handle anything that comes down the pike.
0: And then your other guys have started games against Michigan. They've started games right. against Iowa. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, they're, They've Logan got, and, yeah. and Chubba, yeah. So there's, you know, was it Minnesota, too? Uh, Chuba started yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, Chubba started Minnesota.
1: Chubba, you know, had a rough year. I mean, there's – Oh, there's well, our scholarship chart. I love the scholarship chart. There's, it's well-documented that Chubba had a rough year. Now, I don't know where you go next. I mean, I'm most interested in the running backs, but the running backs' effectiveness is greatly Im- impacted by the position that's probably most important. And it's the most important conversation and narrative going forward, which is can Nebraska fortify its lines? both the offensive and defensive. Um, if Nebraska is ever going to get back to sniffing the top 10 regularly, it's got to start there. And we don't know. And we, we still don't know what that's going to look like this year.
0: A.J. Allen is the wild card. Will he take a step forward with a full year of kind of – So you want to go to running back. Well, yeah. yeah that, that Yeah, you're right. He is the wild card. I mean, I think – can he take a step forward? I'm just looking at our chart. That's why that's why I moved on the run. Like I've got okay. it right in front of me. And yeah, I do too. Um, AJ Allen just is he going to step forward or stay about where he's at? And I, I think he was ready to really break out. I mean, it's not out of the question that he was going to overtake Anthony Grant before. No, the, it was certainly not out of the question. So he went down with his collarbone, collarbone injury against
1: Oklahoma, which was game four. And yeah, he was starting to have. Yeah, he was starting to move into that realm where you are kind of questioning as you watch the games. Man, he's, he runs it as well as Grant. Different. He's more of a glide. Yeah,
0: Indiana and Rutgers. It would have been
1: nice to see him in those games. Yeah, absolutely. So, And there's no reason for me to think that A.J. Allen won't do anything but continue to rise. He didn't hurt his leg. There wasn't a leg injury. There wasn't a knee injury. It was a collarbone. Hell, I broke my collarbone hard. You could almost play with it. Well, it'd be really painful, but you, you see what I'm saying. Um, He – there's nothing that should hold him back. It'll it'll be exciting. No, that's exciting. That's an exciting room. Ramir Johnson back at running back is exciting. Gabe Irvin is a – I mean – He's a leader. He's a leader. He's a big, strong, fast running back. And then Emmett Johnson is waiting in the wings. He played three games of special teams or four games of special teams last year. Um, So that room is – Loaded up, but Sean, they gotta get they gotta get movement up front.
0: Yeah, it starts with that line and Riola, the one coach, uh, Donovan Riola that was retained. Um, can that continuity help? And I think the other thing about this spring for the offense, can they create a system that complements that line better? Because what they did with the straight handoff game and some of the things they did to run the ball under Mark Whipple, it didn't comp well the minute Scott Frost was fired, you know, a lot of the frost elements left the building. And they went straight Whipple. The frost elements complemented the players a little better the way they ran the ball, where under Whipple, it just wasn't a very consistent running attack.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know that yeah, there's different ways to look at it. I look
0: at Donovan Rayola on the sidelines, how mad he was. You know, there there was some friction between him and Whipple. Yeah. And why was there friction? Because
1: Well, I don't know. they They
0: were doing stuff that weren't really helping the team.
1: That's probably true, they, but it helps the team to blow holes up for your running back. I don't care what you're running. If there's, no, if there's no room to run, it doesn't. This is where me and you don't necessarily agree. I don't care what the offensive coordinators do. If you don't get blocking up front,
0: Sean, it doesn't matter who's calling. If play. you junk it up, though, a little bit, it helps. Yeah. And that, was yes. that, that, that Oregon yeah. offense that they ran before, they yeah. could kind of muck it up enough yeah. to create. I mean, that works in some conferences. <laughs> it, well, it works for about two and a half quarters against Iowa. Remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, Logan? Did.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. And then it kind of caught up with them. in the,
0: And then they took the middle linebackers out, put them on the perimeter, and Nebraska's center couldn't, the, the interior line couldn't get a, mm-hmm. a seal for them to get a run game with the middle. Sean, they got to get more up front. All right, let's move on. Defensive storylines. Uh, top defensive oh. storylines for Nebraska. I'm going to start right here. Uh, transfers. I, I want to see okay. MJ Sherman. Can he make an impact? I want to see Elijah Judy because you look at that defensive front, the mm-hmm. 280 plus pound bodies on the defense. Mm-hmm. Can Elijah Judy put himself up there? Cause they need Elijah Judy to give them quality reps. Sean, I'd almost say if he doesn't, they're in trouble. I mean, they don't have enough guys. Yeah, Cause you're Ruquan Buckley
1: like has not seen the field. No, but he's he's a possibility. I mean, he's he's a he's a guy that has a great opportunity here. They just don't have many guys right now. Um, they don't have enough. They don't have. I don't think they have enough bodies, but they have some decent. They have some decent players. But uh, Judy's got to be a guy that does give them something. Ty Robinson, of of course, returns. Now he won't be available this spring. Ty um because of his injuries but uh, like come on Nash Huttmacher Sean he's got to take a big step up now right yeah I mean his
0: year didn't really move the needle a lot last season not not really not really didn't make many plays the other thing we don't know though is like how many of these edge guys or even like the bigger linebackers can play on the line of scrimmage that'll be a question like how the three three five that we don't really know much about I mean I think the building of the 335 in general like how the parts are put together that's another thing i'm interested in
1: that is interesting and it i think you will i mean there was some question are you even going to see a 335 i think you will because they don't have a lot of linemen i think a 335 is good for a program that doesn't have a lot of 290, 290 to 320 pounders um so yeah i do think you'll see it and maybe maybe that It diminishes the impact of that conversation where I don't think they have enough depth up front. Well, maybe they don't need the the depth that you would need in like a 4-3, right? That's what I'm saying. So Ty Robinson's big. Nash Hopmunker's big. Stephon Wynn's big. Can he take his game to another level? Wins back. Um, These are grown men, too. These guys are veteran players. Um, And you just got to hope at this point of their career you can still get more out of them. I think you can. I think
0: you can. Yeah, and, you know, linebacker, um, what's it like on the inside? Ernest Hausman's gone. Yeah. Um, Heinrich and Reimer, two talented players that have battled injuries their entire time in terms of staying healthy. Did they, Do they even have what you would call a third inside linebacker between Snodgrass, Snodgrass Gaber, Kapai, Malcolm? I, I don't know if they do. Well, they might. You oh, don't know, but here's the key, Grant, Sean. Ta- And Grant Taggy. Uh, as a walk on don't sleep on that name okay here's the key sean you don't know if they don't have that i mean one of those guys might be ready to run. well what about like jake Applegate, very explosive athletic guy could he move to that position i think he could yeah and that's not probably a guy that you would count on he's got can, a th- you're talking about Charles. too deep i'm talking too deep like right. third
1: fourth guy I, third we know where the top yeah. two are well if you're talking about the third guy it's got to be a guy that can go in the game against michigan and play, and, and get it done michigan's got to come in here with both their running backs returning. Sean, here's the thing: I try to I try to say this to people, and they look at me like I'm crazy. These just aren't just fun little discussions when Michigan comes to town. Okay, it's not. This isn't. These aren't. I mean, you got
0: to have dudes ready to go. You're now. playing like NFL type level talent.
1: Yeah, you're and you're and you're starting the season at Minnesota. Not that Minnesota's great, but what is Minnesota got to try to do to you? They're going to try to ram it down your throat. This isn't. Playtime. i mean it's it's we've learned that like these offseason discussions we i think people get a, an incredible amount of hope and it's very flowery all i think about is the saturdays in autumn
0: when it's it's on and it's and it's it's in the big 10 it's hardcore think about that wisconsin game this year i think about all these games like how it didn't matter what kind of offense you ran Right. It was just like, who wants to put on their work boots yeah, and, and slug it car out. hearts yeah. and push for four yards? And slug it out. And, and, and let me tell you, Nebraska did a good job. And they
1: should have won that Yeah, game. Nebraska has some, guys, has some guys that are ready for that. The wheel route. That was the wheel route game. That was a wheel route game. They have a lot of guys who are ready for that scenario. But now when you're talking about Randolph Kapai, Michael Kapai, or Seth Malcolm, those guys, are they ready for that? That's the thing you don't know. Now, they, again, they could be ready. You, you just don't know it. You just have to see.
0: Yeah, and you know, we'll see some of these newer guys here in the spring. Maverick Noonan's here. Prince William Emanuel in a four-star. He's here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chief Borders is here. Kai Whalen is here. MJ Sherman is here. So there's five kind of linebacker-edge dudes that are here right now. Yep. I, and, you know, it's way out down the line, but I'm, I'm very intrigued about Eric Fields. Yeah. Again, that's way down the line. No, that's Summer, but his yep. athletic ability and what he brings – All right, let's go on. Next headline, March 25th, the recruiting weekend. 25 visitors now confirmed on that weekend. Um, And and it's not just 25. I mean, you you talk about top 300 recruits that are going to be in Lincoln. Um, There's 17 four-stars coming to Nebraska that weekend. 17 four-stars. And four and fives. 15 are in the nation's top 300 recruits, 15. That's amazing, Sean. That's amazing. And it's a, I don't know
1: exactly where to go with praise, except it's an aggressive staff. Um, they understand the deal. You got to have Sean. I mean, God bless you talking about scheme and the impact with frost. Yeah. It, come on. I mean, this is, this is, this is a player discussion and for Nebraska, it's largely an inside play, a lineman discussion right now. Not totally, but that's where it has to start with Nebraska, and they're bringing in some really good linemen. And I'm talking pass rushers and interior guys.
0: Yeah, Jacob and Jared Smith, yeah. the two four-stars that play at Cheshire Academy in Connecticut. They're yeah. coming in. Jacob's a pass rusher. And then you you, you got – um. Brandon Baker, the number one tackle in the nation. Offensive tackle. Offensive tackle yeah. coming from California. That's what you need. Nathaniel Frazier, the number one running back in California coming to Nebraska. And this is, as you're looking at our screen right now, we're still on guys coming in for March 25th. I mean, this thing, just keeps scrolling in. Frost,
1: and I, I mean, I, we're not going to do this thing where we get on a microphone
0: every week and bash Frost. But they didn't have, they didn't do this. They didn't have this. Well, of- it takes a high level of organization, starting with the head coach, right, to put a get to get together and want to host this kind of weekend, uh-huh. where it's a different than a true official weekend. You know, so I'll be curious, kind of the the parameters of what they do. Um, a lot of the guys will get in town Thursday night, and then Friday they'll probably be over there all day. There is no practice on Friday, so I envision kind of a really good day friday for those kids over there and then they're going to come back again saturday morning for practice Mm -hmm. and then they're going to probably have activities for them after practice but if nebraska feeds them on campus they have to pay like five or ten dollars you know there's there's rules that you have to follow Mm -hmm. um you know like they can't provide them anything um on an unofficial but they're gonna probably make this as close to an official weekend as they can Aggressive. It, it,
1: it's really good to see. I mean, I it really I can't I can't tell you how important it is and how much it it should make fans feel really good. And I'm not saying you're going to lock down all these guys. You're going to get them all, but you give yourself a chance. You are you lying them in there. the water. Yeah, you give yourself a chance when you get them here, and they see it, and there, and a lot of guys will be taken aback by what they see. It would be great now if some guys come back for the spring game. I mean, the thing that Nebraska... is
0: supposed to be coming back. Yeah.
1: Well, Riola knows about this place. So there's some guys that don't understand, for instance, the the fervent nature of the fan base, which you noticed, Sean, the last time Matt Rule met with us, what did he do right off? He thanked the fans. You can't thank the fans enough. And I think Rule understands that because what separates Nebraska right now from the pack in anything? The, the fans. Support. Yeah. The fans. I would say the academic part is it could be a separator, but not much else. See, The fans are the fans and that, you know, they build that beautiful athletic facility. That's that can be a separator, but the
0: fans are the number one thing. That's the number one thing. Think about we're on St. Patrick's day. So it made me think of this moment, but think about just when we landed in Dublin, Ireland, Yeah, and there were thousands of Nebraska fans all landing at the same time in the airport in Dublin, Ireland, Dublin, Channing, go big red, go big red, Compared go big red. Compared to how many
1: Northwestern fans?
0: Well, and just the... Their the, flight came in. Just the end, like, people in Ireland like, who the hell are these people? Like, like, they, well, yeah. And that's powerful, though. And you're in Temple Bar District, and there's guys, like, in their upper apartments that they rented, mm-hmm. blasting the Husker fight song across mm-hmm. Temple Bar District. Yeah. You know, in an international city. It's that's powerful. And, you know, I, I think about... I, I wrote this this week. You know, a lot of times this time of year, you get these pundits that will say, is Nebraska relevant or not? Let me ask you this. How many other teams can have this many recruits come in of this caliber in one weekend? Right. I mean, I mean that. Yeah, that's impressive. It is. And you it's, know, Wisconsin couldn't have that kind of weekend. Now those fan bases say, well, we still beat you anyway. It doesn't matter. Right.
1: They do. But the Wisconsin doesn't have the following that Nebraska has. The following is huge. You know that.
0: Um. It gets under the skin of people almost, so it's funny. Like, Mm -hmm. I think people just want Nebraska to go away, and they're not. Like, well, the fan base ensures that it won't.
1: I think. I mean, but but that is a separate, and this is big. I mean, we haven't. We, I mean, Nebraska. Sean has a a very aggressive head coach. We know that, who recognizes the situation. This, you're not going to win. In the Big Ten, I don't know. Now you're going to say Northwestern has done it. I guess I don't know. They did. They won the West a few years ago, COVID year, and then then it just went into a tailspin. Cute little stories don't win the Big Ten. Try to beat Michigan with a cute little story. Look what picks. Michigan's got. Yeah, look what Michigan's going to have coming in here this year? They're, they might be the national. They they could be the favorite to win the national title. But they're coming to town. And you got to be Ireland ready for right
0: that. there. That, that's the uh, yeah. Dump. Look at that. That's that's in the pep rally on Friday in Dublin. Yeah, you were there, right? Yep, it was. uh, I think they estimated like I don't know seven eight thousand fans were in this pep rally. Nothing against Northwestern; it's a great institution, but they didn't have anything like that. Craig Sharp he was the MC, and he goes, "Yeah, Northwestern had their little gathering. It was cute." (laughs) He said that on the mic at the deals. But God bless Rule for what he's doing right now. I mean, this is what's got to happen. Florida State going to Ireland in two years. Yeah, Florida State will travel. I mean, Tech. Now your brother's out. Will your brother consider? You're going to try to get Marty um, Simple to go out to. Marty's a season
1: ticket holder. Um, I, I've already texted him about. I don't know if he'll go or not, but he might. I think Florida State will travel. Florida State's a top ten team in the way too early rankings. All of them. I mean, almost almost all of them. I was looking at it the other day. There might be an outlier that has them in the ten to twelve range, but they're a top ten team right now. So that
0: fan base is jacked up. I mean, so the, Ireland's getting them at a good time. Yeah, the presentation of selling that trip. Well, probably, oh, yeah. we'll think about where Nebraska is. I mean, they were trying to sell it on the backs of Scott Frost, twenty nineteen, initially, yeah. where it felt like they were coming back. Yeah,
1: that's true, Sean.
0: That's true. And you then, know, I think they were ranked in twenty nineteen to start the year, mm-hmm. and then they had to still get fifteen thousand fans out there, which I mean, is remarkable. I it is, but that's
1: now again these kids that are coming in right now on March 25th they don't know a lot about what we're talking about that's why I think you, if you can get some guys back for the spring game it's huge obviously obviously
0: all right let's move on headline number four big 10 in March Madness um Iowa just seemed I mean kind of reminded me of like Nebraska in the 1990s hoops. so we're uh, going to hoops uh Nebraska football in the early 90s going against like Miami and Florida State they just kind of looked over- you mean
1: does it remind you of Corey
0: Raymond by any chance
1: remember Corey oh. Raymond
0: Look at them. Look at us. <laughs> yeah. Sean, what bowl game was that? So we were at the 2011 Capital One Bowl. Okay. And Nebraska played South Carolina. And they were right in the game to win the game. I mean, they, they probably should have won the game, if not for that Hail Mary before halftime. But they had dudes like... Al Alshon Jeffrey. Um, Clown, uh, Clowney. Clowny, And then the other guy coming off the edge was Debo. Really Debo. <laughs> yeah. Samuel was on that yeah, team. God. Just, just a few guys. But in Nebraska's... This was the run where they used to have secondary coaches, like every year, mm-hmm. Corey Raymond, that was his year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it Corey Raymond? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was that's who we're talking about and, Corey Raymond, and Dirk Chatlain who our former colleague at the mm-hmm. world Herald, um, that just left the paper. He made a comment or was asking, trying to press about losing the game. And Corey Raymond just says, look at them. Look at us. Look at them. Look at
1: us. You know what? In the SEC basketball, you can do that with some teams. Include, yeah, it was the, it was true. You could say that Auburn, Iowa, Auburn, the rim protectors at Auburn. Yeah, Auburn's length, Auburn's length really messed with Iowa. Murray was three for eleven from the, from the from deep. <laughs> Iowa tried to pressure full court most of the game. Auburn turned it over seven times. That's it. They could handle it. They that that pressure was nothing to Auburn. Well, and they take away the rim. Uh huh. Yeah. So now you got to flip that discussion though and give the Big Ten some credit because Texas A and M, it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't look like that.
0: Penn State is a team of tough dudes, all transfers from East Coast mid major programs. Yeah, a lot of them, not all of them. But he got a lot of key guys. A lot of but, key guys, yeah. But they. But
1: Penn State, by the way, which won seventy six to fifty nine, A and M's athleticism didn't bother them hardly at all. But those are New York City, East Coast type dudes. A lot of them are tough dudes, yeah. Um, Penn State's an interesting – I mean, that's Shrewsbury's second year. They have a win in the tournament, beat Texas A&M. Now they're going to play Texas. And I'm going to tell you something, Penn State will press Texas. Now, if Penn State beats Texas, there's an easy – there's not an easy, but it's a pretty manageable route – to the elite eight or the final. That course. coach is probably gone. Then at that point, Micah Shrewsbury's in his second year. I don't know what that what that looks like. He's going to be sought after. Not only Georgetown, yeah, no, not only in college circles, maybe NBA. He he coached in the NBA as an assistant for a while. He's he's highly thought of. And you know what, Sean, you're seeing why they're really well coached. Louisville's open, right? Yeah, they won like four games this year. Georgetown's open. Yeah, St. John's is open. Texas could open if they don't hire their, their current coach. Um, Notre Dame's
0: open. There's not. It's not a ton of great openers. He'd be openers a right guy now. that St. John's and Georgetown would probably pursue, but is it a better job than yeah. a Big Ten job? I I'd mean, say, to uh, get I'd the say, amenities in the – because you get to live off the football fat in the Big Ten. Yeah, You get the, the amenities oh, a good question. from the football money. We're in the Big East. You don't get – Is it?
1: Is it better? Isn't it interesting that we're having that conversation, Sean? Think about it. Is St. Is John's
0: playing a better job? Garden.
1: Yeah, a better job than Penn State. I don't know now the way that the world has changed in college athletics. There, there wasn't a question. Think about what you're saying. It's fascinating. When I was growing up in 1985, watching basketball, if you asked, is Georgetown a better job than Penn State? You're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, way better. Now, in this day and age, the way the money the money shifted. There's so much money in the Big Ten. Football money. Yeah, football money. Is Georgetown a better job? Georgetown basketball, a better job than Penn State basketball? I don't know. I don't know if it is. It has way more tradition. But if
0: you're just looking right now, the way it the way the climate is, I don't know if it's better. well, like Seton Hall's coach left to go to Maryland, but Maryland's a better job than Seton Hall.
1: Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It Greg, is. Now,
0: Greg McDermott turned down Ohio State to stay at Creighton a few years ago. He did. He did. I don't would – he, would he do that again?
1: I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. But anyway, so Penn State came out looking good. Um, I watched the Illinois – okay, now shifting back to your – Look at them, look at us. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas overwhelmed Illinois. They Illinois has some pretty good – they're pretty good athletically. But if you watch that game, you'll just notice there are a few short Against a team that's not short, that's not short of athleticism at all. Eric Musselman is
0: a dog.
1: Yeah, he is. they didn't have a great year, but when they're right now, Sean, when they're right, they can beat anybody. They just haven't been right a lot. They got Kansas now, and I'd watch that one. I'd put I, 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 Kansas. I guarantee you, is looking at that and going, okay, this is going to be rough, dudes.
0: It's amazing it took this long for Eric Musselman to get into college basketball because the beginning part of his career was all in the pros and he went to nevada mm-hmm. and some other places like that before he got to arkansas but you no know, i've watched eric musselman coach since i was 10 12 years old and he's he's really good he was the coach of the rapid city thrillers he doesn't have bad
1: teams for he's long. never
0: had a bad in the cba he omaha racer fans hated that guy he always had good teams for me that was an easy pick to pick arkansas in that game even though i know how good illinois is that's a good pick sean and i know how good brand underwood is now that will be interesting with kansas arkansas uh will bill self be back on the sidelines um that will be something to watch on saturday so. yeah because he was he was off the sideline now um
1: we, we haven't touched on northwestern northwestern got a good win against boise state 75 to 67 i like northwestern a lot in this tournament now they got ucla now and i would not I, I will i think ucla will prep or excuse me northwestern will press them northwestern is built pretty well for the ncaa tournament because they have a good guard and boo Booey, really good guard veteran guard and they have length up on the front line and they're really smart and they sh- if they're shooting well i think this is going to be a really difficult game for ucla which is down one starter um I, 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 that game is a can't
0: miss game for me. I think Northwestern could, could shock some people in that game. Now, for Sweet 16 Big Ten teams, I, mean, I think we believe Purdue's one of them. I think, I don't um, know. Michigan State's up by nine. I think oh, they, they are okay. I think they were watching as that game's going on or taping as that game's going on. If they win against USC, I, I, and Marquette wins, I like Michigan State in that matchup against Marquette. I think tough matchup. It, it'll be a good game probably a game that goes down to
1: the final few possessions. Purdue is a strange team to me. Now, you're kind of – I you know, people – if you take the best player off of any team, it has a profound impact. But some, there's more impact than others. If you take Zach Eady off Purdue, Sean, they go from a, a team that wins the Big Ten to a team that finishes eighth or ninth or tenth. That, and Nebraska they, figured out a way to shut him down. I don't off. know how – they did it. They did it. They They guarded him. Um probably legally, but they, they it was Nebraska did a magnificent job on Edie here in Lincoln. but Edie is a very unique player. Now what will they be like without Edie? It doesn't matter right now. they have a lot in front of them. but yeah, they should they should get through their first game easy. but Sean, the next game, probably Memphis or Florida Atlantic, both of them would be really tough. hey Sean, it'll be really tough for Purdue to get past those teams, either of them. really tough.
0: Yeah, the Big Ten, um, it's interesting that they just haven't had, I mean, a team win the national championship. I mean, that great, they don't have that team, I don't think. That great should. Wisconsin team, I mean, they beat Kentucky, mm-hmm. but then they got beat in the finals. Yeah, they. I don't see, I don't want, nobody. it's not, come on, you, you hear all the analysts. I don't think the Big Ten has that team this year. All right, let's move on. Final headline, Nebraska basketball. A few transfers this week for Fred Hoiberg. That's kind of standard business anywhere yeah. in the country. Nobody like I mean Minnesota. Who, who's the guy that transferred from Minnesota this week? I don't know. I didn't see him. their best player. Okay. Um, um, yeah, it's
1: standard. I hated to see. I you know what? I like both those guys. I mean, people are gonna say, "What do you mean you like Oleg Kojanetz?" He's all right. I mean, he's he was gonna be a guy that you that
0: needs to develop. Denim he Dawson to transfer though.
1: I, probably maybe Denim Dawson was too. James in battle, by the way. Minnesota transferred. Okay, Battle's a pretty good player, but um. As far as Denim Dawson he started eight games, I, that's the kind of player I, I'd like to see develop in the program. Maybe Fred has better ideas, and and maybe he was asked to move along. I don't know. Dawson again, redshirt freshman, six foot six. I don't know. He must, must be in the two hundred five, two hundred ten pound range, and had his moments. I like him. I liked his athleticism a lot. I I don't think. See, I don't look at it quite like you, Sean. I don't. I'd like to see a guy like that develop in the program, you know. Now, we don't know behind the scenes what that looked like. That's the thing. Are they going to keep recruiting over him? Well, they better. I mean, that's kind of the- yeah, they got to. They Fred, I mean, let's get down right. Let's get
0: right down to it. He needs impact transfers. Robin has wrote that. I've 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 read Robin. They got a couple of this past – I mean, they like their best players were all transfers.
1: Yeah, he needs to do that again. I mean, you're replacing Derek Walker, Sam Hoiberg, Emmanuel Bandamel. You got to go get a big, you got to go get a wing, and you got to go get a point guard. And maybe Toganama. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe Say, But he's got to get a big that can probably start a wing, probably close to starting, and a point guard. And you need these guys to average, you know, probably seven to 17 points, depending on who you're talking about.
0: That's not, you gotta go get them. There's some there's some pressure on, right now. Well, the other thing, and Robin wrote this too. Their schedule this year. I mean, they over they they got to get out of this over schedule. I mean, they're scheduled enough in the Big Ten. You know, yeah, absolutely. Like, and I get the K State thing. I don't think anybody envisioned K State being that good. And then that game at St. John's. I mean, that's a game they probably could have won at a different yeah. part of the season. St. John's coach got fired. I mean, they didn't have a great year. But that's a game they should have won. We go back and the Oklahoma game is one they should have won. Now, now Walker didn't play against Oklahoma though, and we were listening to that in the car out to Iowa. Walker was
1: back for St. John's, I believe. But you know, when Walker came back, the team changed dramatically. I mean, Walker had a great year. They lost to Memphis too. Yeah, those are. Hey, listen, those three guys: Derek Walker. Well, it became a a very good player at Nebraska. Hoiberg will be very difficult to replace. He, it turned out, I think he turned out better than expected. He was saw so, he was solid. Didn't wasn't a turnover machine. Got you key baskets. Um, was a very unique player in that he was a back he could go with his back to the basket as a
0: guard i mean fred would clear out a side of the floor and just have him back down you don't find those players don't grow on trees i, mean, I so. would argue that greasel is probably more than what you thought he was going to give you too i mean no that's what i said yeah that's oh, what i said I just, I just walker no no that's what i said greasel is
1: probably turned out better than you well and toganama
0: if, if people knew he would have done what he could do would nebraska have gotten that guy i, I mean, don't know i mean the the tomanaga
1: I mean, that's a really fascinating discussion because if Bandamel and Gary stay
0: healthy, Tominaga, would he have had the kind of, what, what kind of minutes was he going
1: to get? You know?
0: If he went in the portal now, like, can you imagine the interest he'd have? Tons. Yeah. Like, it. I mean, because oh, you'd find us on a really good team. Like, think if Purdue had Tokenama. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Tominaga, he's not going anywhere. Did I I'm, say it
1: wrong again? Yeah, you did. That's okay. Tomanaga. Tominaga. Tominaga. Kese, Tominaga. Tominaga. He's, um, I, I mean, he wants to play in the NBA and he would really, if he does, there's no doubt about that. And that might, it just makes sense for him to stay here. I think with Fred Hoiberg, I mean, Fred Hoiberg knows exactly what it takes to get in the NBA. He's right here. You've already seen Casey develop in the program. People that wonder about, oh, does Nebraska develop players? <laughs> well, what have you seen from Casey Tomonaga Incredible development. Derek Walker is one of the most incredible development stories as a player that I've ever seen in my, in 30 years of covering Nebraska basketball. He went from a guy who was a two point, two points a game, three rebounds, two rebounds at Tennessee, who you didn't even think of as an offensive player to a guy that used both hands, second team, all big Ten. Second team, all big 10 used both hands, was, was in, had an uncanny ability to use the bank board. Um, just I remember against Creighton that, he took it into Kalkbrenner. That's the Big East defensive player of the year. He had his way with Brenner. Had his way. I mean, th- it's got to be hard to find another guy like that. Walker became a very good player.
0: Well, yeah, that story. And, and luckily, we got Robin Washington on our side. God, yeah. um Anything that happens with Nebraska basketball, Robin. is huge. Sean, this is a gigantic offseason. Yeah, and me. Robin is the guy to follow. So, yeah. um, Sip and I, we can talk about everything that's <laughs> happened, but Robin is the guy that. Is going to break all that stuff. And it's so, a big, big off season for Fred. Year five now. I stay mean, on HuskerOnline.com. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep you covered on that. And uh, we hope everyone's enjoying their St. Patrick's Day. Uh, find some corned beef and cabbage. I know Sippel, uh I was going to bring you some, by the way. I was just running late. That would have uh, been nice, but that's okay. I appreciate that. I appreciate the thought, Sean. Enjoy the basketball. Make sure you check out HuskerOnline.com. we got a great special. twenty nine ninety nine. dollars gets you access all the way through august 31st also download like subscribe to us here not only on the husker online youtube page you can also get this show on anywhere you listen to podcasts for steve Sipple, i'm sean callahan signing off for another edition of husker online headlines